Welcome back to another edition of the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Of course, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter. Make sure you guys check out Bucky's Fifth Quarter for all your Wisconsin Badgers news, notes, discussion. Check us out on Twitter, at B5Q. Especially today with Pro Day, uh, you saw some players make hopefully make themselves some money. Some former Badgers like Robert Wheelwright, Safety Leo Musa with some big days. Corey Clement uh, really kind of making up for a poor combine showing. You could see the relief on his face when talking to reporters today. And uh, check out Bucky's Fifth Quarter for some videos uh, we on our YouTube channel, on Facebook. We put up everyone on there, uh, all the people that we spoke with, TJ Watt, Vin Spiegel, uh, and more. So I'm Jay Kokorowski. we got the Polish Rifle, Scott Wisniewski. Today's podcast, we are going to dive into March Madness. And Scotty, you know, the first things first, obviously, this being a Wisconsin Badgers website, a blog. Yeah. The first thing, you know, in, in something that you and I talked about, Wisconsin, number eight seed. I, I was surprised on Saturday, Sunday afternoon, late afternoon, you hear Villanova versus you know, St. Mary's and, and New Orleans. Next thing you know, my word, it's Wisconsin versus Buzz Williams and Virginia Tech, eight, nine. And you and I yeah. went back and forth on that. It, I, the the seating's a joke, and it, it, there's no way you can justify it. You know, a, a, even go, it, losing in the finals of the conference tourney, they still went two and one last week when they came into the the the, the week ranked twenty second, twenty third. So just doing that in the math alone, I thought coming into the week they were a six seed. I think that's where they should have remained. I think there was some seating inaccuracy. Inaccuracies and inadequacies. Sorry, I can't say that word today. Um, across the Big Ten, I don't think Minnesota's a five. They had a worse record and lost to the Badgers. I don't think Maryland was, is a six. I think the Badgers, Minnesota, Maryland are all six seeds. I think uh, Michigan's a seven, despite their conference tournament win. I think Northwestern's a nine. I think Michigan State should have been an eight. You can't convince me even though they beat the Badgers in Madison, that Northwestern deserves the same seat as the Badgers. You can't convince me that Minnesota should be ranked three seeds or, if you want to look at it a different way, at least ten spots higher than the Badgers. You can't convince me of that. That doesn't make any sense. I think that the committee got it wrong. I think they punished the Badgers for their poor play down the stretch. Fine enough, if that's what you want to say, but then come out and say it. Don't make some weird excuses about... Uh, where, why you ranked the other teams where you did and the Badgers at eight. And I'm just talking about amongst their conference peers. I think Purdue is a four tells you a couple of things. It tells you that it was a basically a weaker Big Ten conference this year, that your Big Ten regular season championship champion is somewhere between a 13 and 16 seed getting a four. Okay, fair enough. I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem with the way some of the other seedings went down vis-a-vis uh, -vis as it related to the Badgers in their eight seed. I think a six would have been fine. It's where they probably deserve to be. And if you were going to keep them an eight, then Minnesota should have been an eight. Maryland should have been an eight. Northwestern should have been a ten. I, I just, I, you know, I, it's, there's, the logic just defies me. And I don't understand. I just don't understand the seating and how everything went down. Yeah, I, you know, and it, it's a discussion that we had. You saw it on Bucky's fifth quarter about the outrage, you know, in terms of, you know, we had our roundtable talking about, I mean, you, you hit on the same points you had. And it, it comes down to, and Andrew Rosen had a great 
top, you know, article kind of being the contrarian point of view, but maybe seeing from the other side of what happened when it came to looking at what the committee had looked at. You're looking at strength of schedule, and not just the Ken Palm stuff, not the advanced metrics that maybe they don't use. You know, where that's where maybe Minnesota, you know, is a top 20 strength of schedule team. And Wisconsin's in the sixty-eight to seventy-one range. Uh, and, and but who won head-to-head? Right, exactly, twice. Okay, Minnesota so, won twice, and then it was a blowout in, in, in at the Kohl Center. So yeah, you, you hit it on the head. So you know, based on Ken Palm, you know, Wisconsin's thirty-ninth, Minnesota's forty-ninth, and non—you know—everyone's talking about oh well, Minnesota beat some non-conference teams. Well, you know, some bigger non-conference teams. Well, taking a look at that, you know, Ken Palm, you know, and this is thanks to Drew Drew Ham. Uh, you're looking at you know, Wisconsin was ranked 187th in strength of schedule for non-con, and for according to Ken Palm, Minnesota was 208. So it's you know, and, and you saw that with losses by Wisconsin to Creighton and to North Carolina, and they got beat pretty hard in that Maui Jim Maui tournament by North Carolina. They weren't even in that game. But let me let me let, okay, I agree with you. They looked terrible in that game. But let me also point out that they got penalized a little bit. I was told for losing to Creighton because of where Creighton finished the season. But when Creighton played the Badgers, they weren't down their best player. Right, absolutely. You know, so if you look at the overall, oh, Creighton's here, and they beat the Badgers, so this should put the Badgers here. But when Creighton played the Badgers, Creighton was a top-10 team. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I know. You hit it on the head. It's it's, it's going to be one of those, uh, you know, it, it's definitely, I mean, they're, now they're just stuck with it. And now they face a Virginia Tech team that had, you know, their head coach, Buzz Williams, obviously – bolted from Marquette to take the job in the ACC with Virginia Tech's built up that program and they got some intriguing pieces I mean this isn't going to be I mean it's an eight nine matchup so sometimes some people use it as a coin flip uh, on some brackets I, I think Wisconsin can take Virginia Tech but you're also looking at the fact that uh, the three-point shooting to Virginia for Virginia Tech you know is ninth in the nation right their three-point offense you look at well, Wisconsin's three-point defense is 307th in the nation. That is not a recipe for success. And you saw, you know, granted, Michigan was a complete buzzsaw on Sunday. and They were in that entire tournament after the near tragedy that they went through. Uh, they, they, you know, came together and put together an amazing tournament. And complete credit goes out to them. Uh, but, you know, looking at uh, it, it basically that three-point shooting is something that's scary. But Wisconsin also deals with the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Sounds like in talking with some Q and A's uh, with Gobbler Country, our SB Nation site, our cousins that cover Virginia Tech. Uh, sounds like they like to play small ball, and you know, like Zach Lede, which stands six six. Uh, you're, you're looking at the fact that Wisconsin could have some matchup uh, opportunities, especially with Ethan Happ and what he can do if, if they don't double team him, uh, and if they play that small ball, it could help out. Like, what are you seeing out of Wisconsin? Uh, before we head to Marquette, what do you see out of Wisconsin in, in the first round? I mean, and then in all likelihood against Villanova instead of Mount St. Mary's. I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, look, I, as much as I agree the Badgers got hosed and should have been a sixth seed, I still think that they're capable of losing to any team in, in this any team seated higher than them in this tournament. Okay. Um, should they beat Virginia Tech? Sure. Um, if they play with a chip on their shoulder and they knock down shots, they could give Villanova a heck of a run and maybe even upset them. Maybe, okay? But they could lose by 10 to, to Virginia Tech because I've seen games when they've lost, when the Badgers have lost and when the shots haven't fallen, 
They they will do everything they can within their power to shoot themselves out of the game. Uh, Michigan, perfect example, down by one at halftime. They came out sluggish, and then down the stretch, they just shot themselves almost figuratively and literally shot themselves in the foot as they tried to get back into that game and couldn't do it. So it, it's just it's interesting to me uh, the dichotomy that this this that this team brings to it because they are so un, unpredictable. That being said, um, you know I, I'd like to see them shoot fairly well. They don't have to shoot over fifty percent. They don't do that. But if they shoot fairly well, they have they have a shot uh, to to win and 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 give Villanova a run for their money. But like I said, the, the proof is in the pudding, and I just haven't I haven't seen a whole lot that instills confidence. Yeah, and going on, uh, looking at this each, let's go to the opposite side of the the region then, because we're you know we're obviously Marquette made it into the big dance, and yeah, you know, I'm also a little miffed too when it comes to this east east region where you have a team like South Carolina who has three le- three less wins, I think one more loss, and then their RPI was even worse than. Wisconsin's uh, getting a higher seed, yeah, uh, yeah which is uh, that's another point there. But seven ten, South Carolina taking a number ten Marquette, Marquette back in the tournament. And what do you think about this matchup when it comes to you know uh, with Wojciechowski's team uh, and obviously the fact that you know this it's it, leading the program in the right direction and now you know in the tournament uh, facing off it's a it's a late tip on TBS it's a nine fifty. Uh, the Badgers, I mean, for those that are Wisconsin and Marquette fans, I don't know if that's a uh, that's some weird Venn diagram. Or I am one because or I don't. I, I am because I think it's silly. Unless you, right. even I think it's silly. I didn't go to either school, went to UWM, and trust me, they're a rival to nobody right now. So yeah, so I mean, nine forty CBS for Wisconsin. That or uh, that's eight forty. I'm sorry, eight forty Central Standard Time CBS. Right. Eight fifty p.m. Uh, on TBS for Marquette. Who do you, you know? What do you like to see out of Marquette in, in, in their? I mean, it seems like their matchup could be could be favorable against the Gamecocks. It could be, but again, you know, if, if there's one team that's if there's one team that's frustrated me more than um, than the Badgers, it's Marquette. Again, you talk about inconsistencies. They beat Villanova and then they lay an egg at St. John's. Um, they 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 were looking after that that stretch where they you know they beat Villanova and they knocked off Creighton and you had that stretch going where you're like hey the, you know what they might be able to play themselves into a six or seven seed you know and then the the bottom dropped out a little then they righted the ship and then they blew a huge lead against Seton Hall um, well huge favorable lead this is a, a substantial lead. They blow that against Seton Hall and play terrible in the second half. One win there probably gets them an eight. You know, instead they lose in the first round and end up probably dropping to a ten. I, I don't know. Like again, the matchups look good if they're able to exploit them, just like the matchups look good for the Badgers if they're able to exploit them. It remains to be seen if that if 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 either team is going to do it. I'm going to I'm going out on a limb and I'm picking both teams in my bracket to win in the first round and lose in the second. So, you know, no Sweet 16, I think, for either either team from Wisconsin. But they could prove us both wrong. They could lose in the first round. They could both win and then pull the upsets on over the weekend. And, and they could both be Sweet 16. And, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll see. It would be, be interesting to see them. I'm not betting on this. I'd be foolish. 
to get a see them both be an elite eight matchup, but just to kind of stick it to everybody who, you know. But I digress. I, I think both teams are, are you know round one winners and then out by the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Marquette has a good shot, and I think yeah, I'll pick him in the ten upset in my bracket. I think Wisconsin moves on against Virginia Tech. I was joking. I was on uh, WSEO, the score up in Appleton in the Fox Valley with a good buddy, Marcus Path, uh, talking. He, he was talking about predictions. You know, I think Wisconsin, I mean, as much as it's a kind of a, you know, a screw job for Wisconsin here, think about Villanova in this, right? Think about the fact that, you know, number one overall seed, uh, defending national champions, has to go up against a team that's probably going to be, if they can get past Virginia Tech, still be PO'd. And you can tell that they weren't necessarily happy by that seed, you'd think six and seven, but yeah, Villanova is going to have to go up against a team like Wisconsin that could have a fire lit under their bottoms. Uh, it, you know that it's. I think it could be a good matchup uh, for Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm not. So, I mean, I think Villanova probably pulls off the win, uh, but I think it's going to be hard fought. I think Wisconsin, t- you know, has a shot, and if they can hit their shots, I mean, they are one of the best teams defensively in the league. Uh, and that's like I said, it's a huge if. This is a team that's and you and I have talked about. It. They're highly volatile. If Wisconsin, uh, you know, they shoot the ball well, they're they can beat anybody. If they're not, and they have some lapses in that defense, like like you've seen against Michigan and against uh, Michigan State and Ohio State in the last you know last few weeks, they could be out tomorrow night at near 11 o'clock at night central standard time so uh, but it's you know I, i'll pick you know i'll go wisconsin or villanova just to just to have some fun with it uh and, and go from there but obviously you know villanova probably uh, has that better shot uh with yeah. their records with that you're now looking at we'll pick bet you know region by region we'll go through pick our our finalists you know we'll have obviously each this game, tournament is always bound to have different opponent you know different winners and or basically upsets can happen anytime so next week we'll do our revised version if any of our teams are knocked out uh or if yeah if they feel like they stalled so we'll redo uh this final four pick uh each week uh but looking at the east region i'm going to pick <sighs> i hate to say it but duke uh i think villanova i mean villanova wisconsin to me it just seems too iffy uh, I think I still think Villanova pulls it off. Uh, Virginia, I think, you know, goes on uh, over, you know, in the 5-12 matchup then over Florida. But I think uh, I just see Duke, you know, in that bottom bracket. Um, really, I mean, SMU could pose a big challenge. But I'll go Duke out of the East just based off of history and the, the way that team's playing especially uh you know especially with what they pulled off in the acc tournament uh so duke over you know duke in the east what about you scotty i i'm gonna stick with villanova i i do feel like they could get upset along the way but i just don't i i don't feel confident enough to pick one you know perhaps florida um could knock them off but i i think I think they go. I think they go all the way. Now let's stay in this bracket for a minute because we we always look for the upset special. I actually like my upset special in this bracket. I like UNC Wilmington to not to beat Virginia and maybe have a shot to beat Florida. Though I'm sticking with Florida in my bracket. I think Wilmington's a team that could surprise some teams. And I think SMU could be a team that gets to the Sweet 16. Um, again, I'm still sticking with Baylor in the second round over them, but I wouldn't be shocked to see. Um, 
to see SMU advance to the Sweet 16. But I think in the end, in my bracket, I still have Villanova coming out as the Final Four pick. And uh, now heading to the Midwest, number one, Kansas. I uh, got like some intriguing teams here. Purdue as a four seed. Creighton, which did beat Wisconsin at, at Creighton, number six. Uh, Oregon, but they're without one of their best players. Uh, Michigan, which is on a hot roll uh, of late. And Louisville is some of the favorites there. Um, and, and, you know, they did mention uh, after the S- Selection Sunday show, I believe it was Mark Hollis, who's the AD at Michigan State, did mention that basically it was going to be Wisconsin or Michigan, whoever won the Big Ten championship, would get the seventh seed, and then uh, whoever lost would get the eight. I say with that, um, I, I mean, my pick right now, I'm looking at this bracket, I, I like... I like Michigan State as an upset special. Uh, I think I think Kansas moves on. Uh, I'm just I don't know if I'm confident enough in Louisville, uh, especially with Michigan being so hot as it is, uh, and you know, Oregon that Oregon Iona and then Creighton Rhode Island. I'm not too sure about their matchups. I I think Kansas I think Kansas takes it. I'll be the homer. Uh, I think Purdue might give Kansas some uh, might give people some trouble just because of their two big men. Uh, but I, I think Kansas get, comes out of the Midwest on top. What about you? I think Purdue loses to Vermont. Really? Yeah, so, again, that's why they call them upsets. But my upsets in this one, I have Rhode Island beating Creighton, which might not be an upset with Creighton being obviously down their best player. Um, I have Vermont beating Purdue. Um, I actually have Iowa State coming out of this. Um, that's my upset pick. Um, I'm sorry. I have Louisville coming out of this. I have Iowa State going to the Elite Eight. I have them knocking off Kansas. I have Louisville coming out of this bracket into the Final Four. I think a lot of people have kind of, for number two seed. Doesn't it seem like Louisville's maybe the quietest number two seed out there right now? Um, I mean, they've they've had a really good season, but yet they're in a lot of people's discussions. They're not being discussed. People are talking about Kansas. Some people have picked Oregon. I think Louisville is the team to beat in the Midwest. And heading now into, we got the West and Gonzaga. I know there's talk about Duke. Uh, Grand they are number two seed in, in the East. Uh, but you have Gonzaga uh, against South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, uh, which is coached by former, was a Milwaukee assistant, uh, Otzelberger, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, then you have obviously Northwestern and Vanderbilt in the, bat- in the Battle of the Smart Schools, Princeton-Notre Dame, which kicks off the tournament at 11.15 p.m. on CBS. Uh, and uh, you look at through these other ones, uh, Maryland Xavier should be interesting. Uh, Florida State, Florida Gulf Coast, my old hometown uh, team uh, the in uh, Florida Gulf Coast in the Fort Myers, Estero area. Uh, they're, they're always a small place in my heart. And then St. Mary's, VCU, Arizona, North Dakota. Um, I mean, I don't know in, the, in this bracket. This seems, intri- to me, it's intriguing. But wait, who, who, you know, who are you seeing out of this? I'll ask you first before I give my pick on this. All right, well, sounds good. Hey, I uh, first of all, I haven't give. I'm not giving a lot of love at all to any Big Ten team this year. And I, I guess I don't, I don't know why, but I got Vandy winning. I got Xavier beating Maryland, in case you're wondering, in this bracket. I want to pick a – I don't I, – I can't see Gonzaga getting to the Final Four, okay? 
But what I haven't been able to decide is whether or not they will lose to the winner of the Notre Dame-West Virginia game or if it'll be St. Mary's that takes them up. So right now I've got them in my final four, but I, I really feel compelled to pick St. Mary's, which would be a huge upset. Um, you know, St. Mary's is a seven seed, but uh, they, they familiarity, of course, with Gonzaga. Um, so right now in my bracket, I've got Gonzaga, but I really, out of all my final four, this is the one I feel the least comfortable with. Um, trying to figure out who it's going to be that knocks them off their perch. I'm going to stick with them, but just remember that I, I I said St. Mary's, and I feel like it wouldn't be a surprise if we see a St. Mary's in the final four, which would be a bracket buster, I think, for many. Wow. Bold. Um, I like I like Arizona, uh, and maybe I'll go Arizona on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, a... I'm not sold on Gonzaga either, um, but you know I, I think if Arizona can get past St. Mary's, I, I think they have a good shot. Uh, I'll take Maryland over Xavier, and you know Northwestern. I think they can take Vanderbilt uh, as well. I, and so uh, you know I'll take Arizona in this one. I'll go out on on a limb and, and go with the Wildcats. Uh, heading to the South region, we got North Carolina. We got uh, you know, number one. Uh, Minnesota's the five, which is the big uh, talk about Middle Tennessee State, the five twelve matchup, which could be prime for the upset uh-huh. there. Uh, which I'm thinking about, I'm going to take Middle Tennessee State uh, there. You have Butler, Winthrop, uh, other matchups. You know Cincinnati, Kansas State, UCLA, Kent State, Dayton, and Wichita State. Which I know people were talking about Wichita State being seated lowly, and then the battle for Kentucky, not Louisville and Kentucky, but Kentucky and Northern Kentucky. Uh, it's and, and by the way, a lot of people said, well, that should have been UWM at 15. I got news for you. If UWM would have won their conference tournament, they'd be in a play-in game right now. So yeah. it wouldn't be a 15 seed that they would have had. So anyway, my, my digression there. No, I agreed. Uh, yeah, they would definitely be in there. Uh, so I would say in out of this group, I'm thinking, yeah, I'll go, I think, North Carolina on this one. Uh, I mean, North, this is a pretty uh, in- intriguing bracket right there. I'd say, I mean, either Kentucky or North Carolina. I think the Tar Heels take it and advance it uh, out of the South, out of Memphis. What about you? I'm taking UCLA out of that bracket. Really? Um, yeah, and I'm also picking a a uh, battle to get to the Sweet 16 between Middle Tennessee State and Winthrop. So uh, I got Middle Tennessee State advancing to the Sweet 16, losing to Carolina, but then UCLA, after they get by Kentucky, getting by uh, North Carolina, uh, putting UCLA into my Final Four. Excellent. Yeah, no, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of fun here and out of this. This should be a great tournament uh, nonetheless, and it all kicks off. I know, like, I got actually – I was proud of myself. I had the opportunity – it's going to be the second year in a row at a couple of our work sites. We're actually putting up the the NCAA tournament on breaks for people. Uh, and for our office team, let's have it up on, on the screen for most of the day. So, uh, I, you know, we have told people to, you know, of course, be wise with your time, but it uh, should be a lot of fun. By the way, this th- these two days, 
I heard this on the radio today. These two days cost employers the most amount of money of any weekend in of the year, or of any two days, two non-weekend days out of the year, because of time off, people calling in sick, lack of productivity because of games being on. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and on top of that, I also heard is this is one of the more popular days uh, of, or you know, times of the year for men to get vasectomies. Yes, so they can yes. Stay home. Yeah, so, I've known that for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. I actually, I, I actually tried to get one before for this weekend, and it did not work. Uh, that's a, maybe a little bit too much information for everyone there, but yeah, that's how I found out. So, um, but yeah, so no, we have. You got to get that thing scheduled a year ahead of time. You should book it for next year. Probably should have. I know. I'm just, I know. I got to start thinking a little bit farther ahead of time on that. So uh, Milwaukee, just yeah. so you just so you understand, the Milwaukee region is in my according to my bracket. The people going to the tournament games at the BMO Harris Center are going to see a Middle Tennessee State Winthrop battle. Woo! <laughs> Whoop! Woo! Uh huh. <laughs> so, so that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so just to recap, then for my Final Four: Louisville, UCLA, Villanova. Right now, Gonzaga. I got UCLA beating Villanova. Ninety-one eighty-seven. To take the title, huh? Yeah. All right, I got to see. You have Duke, and then yeah, yeah. Was it Duke out of the East? I said Kansas out of the Midwest. Uh huh. And then let's see, West and it's was it it's East. You Virginia, had Arizona. East you had Arizona. Arizona and yeah. then North Carolina. So yeah. I will take uh, out of those teams now. Just to confirm, like who plays? Is it the East plays the West, right? East plays the West, yeah. So, so Arizona that would be versus uh, Duke. Duke, Duke, and then see Kansas and North Carolina. Ooh, battle of the Blue Bloods. I will take North. Ah, yeah, no, let's go Kansas. So we're gonna do Duke, Kansas, and I hope Kansas. I'll go. I'll take Kansas as the winner. So you got two ones and two twos. I got two ones, although I don't feel good about Gonzaga, a two and a three. I'd like to see St. Mary's do it. I'd love to see the seven kind of break in there. but uh, You know for a fact that I'm going to like somehow in one of my three or four brackets, I'll pick Wisconsin to go all the way. Just because it's like a normal tradition to have some fun. And just see if it happens, and it won't happen at all. Um, of course. Here, are we going to talk about the, the women's bracket? Um, I have actually not had a chance to see that yet, uh, in between all the pro day stuff. and, and What about the and, NIT bracket? Uh, all I know is that Indiana lost an LOL because they t- decided not to do a home game for the NIT because I forgot how what they worded it as. The Dan Patrick show was talking about it. So they go out and they play a road game on the NIT and they lose. Um, so Tom Crean. I that mean, was his swan song there. He's done. He, he, he got fired, right? Well, I, I believe he's going to if he hasn't already. I mean, I think I think the writing was on the wall a long time ago. So uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, though. So yeah, I know absolutely. I'm sure both Wisconsin. I mean, actually, Wisconsin fans kind of want to keep him there, uh, based on the recent success of the Badgers over the Hoosiers. But uh, yeah, they lost to Georgia Tech, is what it was. In that oh, yeah. that's right. Oh. And then, and then they set it up perfectly, perfectly for Georgia Tech and Georgia to meet each other 
And then Georgia goes and loses to Belmont. So. And, I, and, an, and, and the number one seed has gone down. I, I, we might as well. Look, give me a minute. I'll just riff on yeah. this for a number one seed went down. Cal lost to UCAL Baker. UC Baker beat them. Um, so they'll take on Colorado State. So a number one has gone down in the NIT. Um, a number two went down in that same region as Akron defeated Houston. Uh, Iowa's up right now as we speak, just going over other games that might matter to Big Ten fans. Clemson, a number two seed losing to Oakland. I'll tell you what happened. Illinois, number two, did win. They beat Velpo and beat him pretty handily. Um, but a lot of times what happens in, the, in this NIT tournament is some of the higher-ranked seeds are disappointed because they were usually the last ones to miss the cut for the NCAA tournament. And a lot, oftentimes they come out and just lay an egg. Like an absolute stinker. Um, I think you saw that with Cal losing to Cal Baker. Cal thinking they deserve to be in. Iowa, number one seed, given, getting tested by eight-seeded South Dakota. Uh, Syracuse held court after Jim Beheim called the NCAA tournament committee idiotic. Uh, they won. They were number one that won. But Illinois State, another one. The coach there challenging anybody to play them. Um, you know, they had a very low RPI. They just missed it. And uh, they're getting tested early by UC Irvine. So in, in normal, Illinois, which is not normal if you've ever been there. So um, just saying. So yeah. there you have it. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, like yeah, you get number one seed in NIT, but let, let's, let's be fair with people not um, – you know what I mean? Like it, it's one of those things where people don't um, – you know the the letdown of trying to play and not being in the tournament that's what happens is that, you know like the, the it's deflated and then the, you have those upstart teams or the, those lower seeds come in and then you know the upsets are prime in, in places like the NIT so. but, but what makes me mad about people people dismiss the NIT you know rightfully so because you know oh, those teams 69th or whatever no they're not the top five, six teams in the NIT are way better than than half of the automatic bid teams from the small conferences. You, you know what I mean? Like, like let's be honest. Do you think uh, Syracuse uh, would have wouldn't be able to beat a team like Jacksonville State or a team like Northern Kentucky? Yeah, I mean, let, come on, like South Dakota State. You don't you don't think Syracuse is better than South? I'm not. Complaining. I'm, I, I like the automatic bid. I hate the automatic bid that it comes through the conference tournament. I, I think conference tournaments are money grab. They're never going to go anywhere, but they're dumb. What do you play the regular season for, especially in these small conferences? I, perfect example. So Northern Kentucky gets the automatic bid. Why did they play the whole season? And just to seed the tournament? Because the regular season champ did not, in the Horizon League, make the NCAA tournament. I think that they really should be done away with. I think that you have a season for a reason, a regular season for a reason. They're not going anywhere. I get it. But just so you know, some of those NIT teams deserve to be in the top 64 over some of these other teams that are in there. That's all I'm, that, that, that's all I'm saying. I could see that logic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on that note, Anything else that uh, before we let's say we're gonna come back later this week and do a podcast on the on Green Bay Packers free agency yes. notable Badgers getting some getting made paid bank with Kevin Zeitler being the highest paid right guard Rick Wagner highest paid right tackle 
uh, TJ Lang going to Detroit along with Rick Wagner, where that leaves the Packers free agency, where the Packers look in the draft. We hope to have a special guest on to talk about that down the road. And uh, yeah, what's up? I, I think we're missing something here, though. I don't know if you realize there is another state basketball team that's playing in a tournament. Uh, state team. Yeah, the U, UW-Green Bay is playing in the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational. In fact, uh, they play tonight against uh, University of Missouri-Kansas City. Uh. And... The winner of that game gets Wyoming or Eastern Washington. Fun times. Yeah. Uh, the only other teams of note, well, I'll just read you the rest of the bracket. Rice against San Francisco, Georgia Southern versus Utah Valley, uh, Toledo versus George Washington, Stony Brook takes on UIC, Hampton takes on Coastal Carolina, and Loyola of Maryland. Did you even know that that existed? No. Loyola of Maryland takes on George Mason. There's a lot of loyal. There is a lot of Loyola Loyolas, aren't there? There are. There's plenty of them, from what I've seen. From what I've seen, so. But this uh, is a crap. This is a complete waste of time. I enjoy the NIT just because I said there's still some teams that are legit. This is a load of crap. This this CBI is absolute garbage. It's unnecessary garbage. Yep, just another way to try to make money, which I don't know how. Yeah, it but is, who, make, who the hell is making money on Green Bay UMKC? Yeah, no, I know. I, I know. mean, I, I, it, like, who's making money? I would suggest that some of these schools, like Loyola of Maryland, are possibly losing money. Yeah, I can agree with that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, and, and I'm not even going to get into the CIT tournament. Are, are you familiar with this one? Wait, wait, there's a fourth? No, I, I... Yeah. yeah. This one includes such stellar teams as Weber State, Cal State Fullerton, Lamar, Texas State. This is my favorite, USC Upstate. That's actually the name of a school. USC Upstate. Um, Idaho, Fort Wayne. Did you know Fort Wayne was a viable team? No, uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, Houston Baptist, uh, St. Francis, and Jacksonville. Poor Jacksonville. Not, they're not even the best college basketball team in Jacksonville. Jeez. I don't, yeah. Jacksonville State made the NCAA tournament. Jacksonville playing in the CIT. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, yeah, too many tournaments, too many tournaments, not, and they don't deserve it. Um, I, so. I want to be glued to my TV. Like I can stream live right now if I wanted to. I could stream Stephen F. Austin in Idaho live in the CIT tournament. I can stream that. I don't have the time to watch it. I'm having a hard enough time watching Providence and USC right now on the opposite screen while while we're talking, which like, Providence right now is beating USC. Uh, for the play-in game, but yeah, no, I just that's it's too 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 much, too many tournaments, too many tournaments. Why don't we start one? Like we could, uh, we should start one and fund it and pick the teams that have the eight or sixteen lowest RPIs. 
the Kobasa King's extravaganza tour? Why, like, why, why not? Like, forget, like, so you have the 66 or 68, and then you have the 32 NIT, so that's 90. Then you have 16 in the CBI and 16 in this. So you're talking about 122 teams. I don't want teams 123 through 150. I want teams 370 or however many teams there are now up to about 350. Like, I want the worst of the worst. Uh, that'd be awesome. Um, uh, on that note, I think we just, uh, that's a good way to end it here, guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, joining us. Uh, pleasant tournament times, pleasant brackets. Uh, happy March Madness. May the, may the upsets and the, your brackets be ever in your favor, especially if you have money on the, on the line. Uh, and I know I don't yet, uh, that may change in the next, uh, to, uh, 12 hours so uh you guys have a great night uh scott anything else before we take you at home no i'm looking forward to talking packers hopefully this week and a lot going on and just end on this note uh the 351st ranked team based on rpi alabama a and m the number one seed in the kibasa king's extravaganza tournament of rpi champions uh so we'll work on the title there but uh from everyone here guys this uh, for polish rifle scott wisniewski jake kokorowski follow us at kielbasa kings wi follow us at b5q scott wisniewsk two and at jake coco b5q Let's talk to you guys in another podcast coming up in the next few days dozovich any my friends